0: Hello, welcome to Chutzpah Time. Hi. 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 (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) So, on this episode, we are going to hear from someone very special. Um, She moved to a foreign country, not speaking the language, and not knowing anybody in her early 20s, all on her own. She is also known as Lisa Kulinski. <laughs> Hi, Lisa.
1: Hi.
0: It's so <laughs> nice to have you here.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Of course, it's our pleasure. Um, so, Lisa is also Vlad's sister. Vlad is my husband and our producer. Um, so, she's my sister in law. And we're just so excited to have you on our podcast and hear your journey and what it's like to be an international student and live in Athens and all of the amazing things you've done. So tell us about yourself.
1: Well, um, so I'm 29 years old. Uh, I'm originally from Tel Aviv, we can say. I moved here to Athens when I was 24 years old, uh, which was basically November uh, 2014, I think it was, yeah. So I've been living here in Athens for about six years. I graduated last fall from the Faculty of Theology, and right now I'm doing my Master's in Psychology of Religion.
0: Wow, congratulations and good for you. Thank you. Mm That is so cool. And um, when, so you were, you were um, 24 when you moved. So about six years ago. Um, And then you said you're studying right now the psychology of religion. What, what does that mean?
1: Um, so basically, the subject is examining religion as a phenomenon from a purely scientific point of view, um, and it takes it uses psychology um, to try and understand how religion came about in humanity, like why no. why all people tend to be religious, uh, and also it examines the human experience like what happens to a person in a person's mind mm. in the religious experience so it's it's basically that it's basically that it's it's fairly it's fairly simple i would say as a type mm. like a title um but once you <laughs> dive in it's actually it's pretty complicated <laughs> like, It sounds it's fascinating a whole, it's a it's a it's a whole science and pretty recent also i think it developed around like 30 years ago maybe Mm. before before that it just it simply didn't exist so it's relatively new and there's a lot to be discovered a lot to be done still
0: yeah you know i watched um a little documentary about kids and basically they said you need to do this activity a certain way, but you're gonna be alone in a room. And half of the group knew that there is um, an imaginary someone there watching them. And half of them did not, they weren't told that someone imaginary is there. And literally 90% of the kids that knew that there's an imaginary someone there that was watching them, followed the activity and the rules of the activity, and the the ones that did not have someone imaginary there did not follow the rule, and was cheating. Hmm. Oh,
1: that was that was a thunder. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, yeah it, it actually it does remind me of a lot of the researches that are that are being done in the field um, a lot of them with children because in in the try to understand why people are religious it's it's always good to to come to the least developed beings which mm. are children and try to see are they are they religious even before they're being taught anything religious um and apparently most children are mm-hmm. I mean most children, uh, they believe that something is created, like, like that, that the world is created by someone, mm. and that everything has a reason, and and so on and so on. Yeah. So, and and that conclusion is not is not necessarily a religious conclusion because one can be religious for for many reasons, mm-hmm. and also m- many scientists say that people are religious because it helped them. Uh, in the battle for survival yeah so it's many many theories like that um and actually most most scientists find religious simply as a method of coping not Mm -hmm. as anything that is actually true so
0: right Right. it's just healthy a mental stability (laughs) i feel like we can have a whole episode just about this subject because i have so much to say about it but I don't want to take away from you and your story and all the other cool stuff we want to talk about today. Yeah, so we will we will continue this in another episode. Sure, anytime. Um, so before we dive into what was your first year like in a foreign country? Um, or you know what? What was your first year like in a foreign country? And where did you was- move?
1: it was crazy (laughs) as one would expect it was crazy because I came completely unprepared Mm. Um, in a sense it it all happened it all happened in like two months like two months before that I didn't even had the thoughts of coming Mm. of going anywhere I just got out of a a big relationship and I, I was looking for something to do and to continue to pursue my studies and moving forward um so i came completely unprepared it all happened really really fast i Mm. didn't know the language i didn't know the culture i knew nothing about greece literally nothing and i knew no one here um but i got the scholarship and i was very excited to go abroad and you know Mm. um try try to do something on my own and new experiences new people something completely different um, so, so there was, so, so there was this part of, of actually not, not knowing, not knowing anything or anyone.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and also, you know, just sets settling. I mean, I had to find an apartment, and I had to apply for all the residence permit, and then to, to the university and everything like that, to study the language, which was five days a week. So. Wow. I go to school in the morning and then all the rest of the day it was just crazy running errands and when i came to the apartment it was just empty Mm. no furniture no nothing i mean it was it was really just building building my life from scratch in, in in a way in a sense yeah so it was it was crazy it was very overwhelming but also extremely interesting yeah extremely interesting and exciting because it was i think my, my second time abroad mm-hmm. in, in my entire life and it was so, and i was like i'm living here mm-hmm. i'm i'm not just a tourist i'm actually here to stay at least for a while so so it was it was it was like that it was crazy but very very much worth it very much mm-hmm. worth it
0: um did you choose greece or that was just a scholarship that you received? What was... Why Greece, basically?
1: Um, well, it was just... It was... It was just a scholarship that I received. I mean, it, it was... What's the word for it? Yeah, Yeah. it, ju- it just happened. Yeah. It just happened. Yeah. It just happened. So, not only didn't I choose it, I actually... I never i was never even interested in the idea like i never knew anything about anything anything so it was a tsunami of uh of new information and a completely different lifestyle everything's so different
0: that's so i mean that's so brave to just go with it you know like life presented you with this opportunity like hey want to go to greece and study in the university and live in athens and you're like. Sure, never been there, don't speak the language, don't know anything about it. But I mean, that's a bit very brave. So, I mean, I applaud you for doing that.
1: Thanks. thanks. Yeah.
0: And um, the personal journey, I mean, you get to know yourself for so many levels and and experience um, yourself in different ways. Um when you learned greek what was that like you said you had to outside of just going to school was your school in english or how did you understand what people were talking about
1: (laughs) it it, it was greek in greek oh my god Uh, the teachers teachers spoke no i think like right in the beginning they they spoke english obviously because no one knew a word of greek um but very soon they just pass to Greek and you just, you just grasp, you just, you just get it on, on the way. You, wow. you, you don't have a choice, so it kind of makes it makes you a lot more attentive.
0: So you were part of a, uh, a program, right? Like a foreign student program, people from all over the world, or was it just people from Israel that went to Greece?
1: It was people who got scholarships to come to Greece. And we were all basically in one group in one class, um, but the whole department was filled with uh, basically with many many students who came to study in Greece and just had to to pass the courses in order to be able to enroll into the university because you must have a certain level obviously yeah. to, to start. So, oh, okay. So-
0: Very cool. So it's it, it's nice that at least you weren't the only one. There are other people in your program that didn't speak Greece or have never been there. Um, did you make any friends like that? Like, how was that? What was that like?
1: Uh, of course, of course. Yeah, it, it did make things easier because we were all equally miserable. <laughs> <laughs> and all equally lost and uh-huh. poor and... <laughs> and just completely completely shocked because most of most of the most of the people that came there were also had the process happen very quickly like they knew about it like five maybe six months before that Mm. and they just left and they just came so we were all equally yeah miserable and lost (laughs) And, and also these are still my best friends here Wow, because it kind of unites you because yeah, the culture is still somehow different to your original culture, um, and just the style of life. I mean, you are still a foreigner.
0: Yeah,
1: you are still, you are still not not a part of this life completely because you don't have a family here
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and things like that. And in Greece, family is, is a huge thing. Like people gather around their families. Mm. It's not so much the. The, the other acquaintances and friendships as much as it as it is family so for example through the summer people will just go with their families to the islands to the village and stuff so yeah, yeah. so you kind of you you kind of don't fit in m- m- many times in this scheme of of social life in in this sense I guess I could say so
0: yeah the the lifestyle is very family oriented
1: very much so.
0: Are there young people, or do like do keep people keep to themselves? Would you say like even young people in the university?
1: Um, I guess I guess I could say that you know there there is this I don't know if it's a myth but there is this uh, very popular opinion that Greeks are very open. Mm-hmm. They're welcoming <laughs> and they're not so much yeah (laughs) let me dispel that i mean uh not so much i mean greeks they can be very friendly like if you ask them where to go or um, you know just for questions on the street or something like that but they can be very reserved Mm -hmm. as far as it goes for friendships Mm. or even like inviting you to their house even even like this
0: wow
1: they're very reserved they're very reserved like, for example, if, if we compare to, to Israel, where I came from, where you guys came from, yeah, it's so different. Israelis are really, truly open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, the, the atmosphere is different. It's different.
0: Well, uh, Greece is in Europe, so it makes sense that it's maybe a little bit more uh, reserved or formal, I guess, than Israel. Because Israel is like the wild west. Like, but like in a you know
1: <laughs> sort, of, sort of yeah, I guess I guess we could say that Greece is maybe very traditional. Yeah. And because it's traditional, it's it's in many ways set in its ways. Mm-hmm. Um and again it's family oriented and it's all about, you know, us Greeks.
0: Right. Very interesting. So thank you for that scoop <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> just so you know yeah.
0: <laughs> um well stay tuned when we come back we're gonna talk about athens and what that island is all about so we'll be on a short break yeah we're gonna take a quick break cool <laughs> Hey, welcome back. Yay, we're back. Nice to be here. <laughs> Lisa, you're still here.
1: I'm still here.
0: That's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um tell us about Athens and like what is it like? Or, it's big.
1: Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. I mean compared to New York, n- not really. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, compared to Tel Aviv, yeah. It's, yeah. it's oh. big. Um it, it's geographically interesting because it's surrounded by mountains. Mm. Um and one side of it is actually a shore. So wow. if you go if you go uphill, you can see Three hundred sixty. You can see it, the mountains and the sea. So it's kind of cool like that. Um, the population is mostly Greeks and many immigrants also, because uh, Greece was one of the countries that accepted the most the most immigrants when all the all this crisis in the Arab world started. Mm. Um, so there's just a lot a lot of immigrants from all different countries. You have um, Pakistan, Afghanistan. You have um bangladesh everywhere basically everywhere um so as far as it goes for population there is that and also immigrants from other countries too of course there are russians ukrainians mostly people who come here to work and and Mm. stuff like that um culturally well there's the history of course Mm. so so greece is known for being the motherland of of place of birth of, of philosophy, yeah. of many sciences, uh, of democracy, so you can see that represented very well in, in archaeology, all mm-hmm. the center of the city is basically the Parthenon, uh, which was a temple, a, Greek, a an ancient Greek temple. I can't tell exactly where it dates back, like yeah. to when it dates back, but mm-hmm. it's very old, obviously. Um, there is also the first theater in the world, the ancient theater wow. uh, there are many museums with extremely interesting interesting items wow. of all, all ancient Greek history, it's amazing because it's not only sculptures which are definitely and absolutely mesmerizing mm. um, but it's also so much jewelry um, and weapons and things like that so, so there is this part the, the the history part except for that there's a very vibrant nightlife of course yeah um, a lot of interesting food street food fancy restaurants um, things like that what else can I say so um, also, cool. oh yeah I think one of one of the most interesting features which v- surprises me a l- surprised me a lot and I think may surprise many other people who, who come here is the street art um, It's everywhere and it's absolutely stunning. Um, There are there are specific uh, specific neighborhoods especially neighborhoods that are poor obviously Mm. Um, or there's this one neighborhood that's called Exarchia which is uh, how to say it's an anarchist neighborhood like like an anarchist then so for example there's tons of street art and then then there is There's this one cafe, for example, that is is called the Social Cafe. So you can get everything there for half price. Like For example, if standard, you will pay for coffee uh, like two and a half euros. So there you'll pay one. So so, so, um, there is that. And many of the street artists that work here in Greece, they're known all around the world. I mean, they're real, real full artists not just you know not just spraying things around it's it's like yeah it's it's full on
0: that's so cool you know i always think of greece as like the food is good and you go there to chill and go to the beach but i had no idea about the art like i forgot about it you know what i mean and so it's so cool do you go um to museums a lot is that an activity that that locals do often?
1: Um, I'm not sure about the locals because <laughs> I guess because I guess most of them kind of visited all all the famous all, all the good museums you know when they were kids in, in school and, and th- or with their kids. Yeah. Um, don't they don't go as much as often as as many tour as probably tourists would go. Um, because if you go to a museum, it's mostly foreigners, uh, mm-hmm. like tourists. What I wanted to add about um, street art and and Athens in general, and what is usually what how Greece is perceived usually. So what you're saying that you think about Greece, so you think about going to the beach and chill and and great food, fresh food. It's all true. It's just that Athens, in this sense, is very much not Greece. Mm. Like, you can get great food here and there is the beach, but it's a city beach, you know? So it's kind of... Yeah. It's kind of, uh, um, But what I want to say is that, like like most of America is not New York City. Right, mm-hmm.
0: exactly. It,
1: it's, it's absolutely the same way with Athens, with Athens, because it's the biggest city in Greece, um, by far the biggest because the next big big city is like one fifth, maybe, of Athens.
0: Wow. It's,
1: it's so much smaller. Um, so, and Athens can be extremely intense compared to every other place in Greece mm-hmm. because it's mostly villages, small towns. There is Thessaloniki, Patra, uh, the big cities, but it's nothing compared to Athens, and it's nothing obviously compared to. Places like New York City or, no, or whatever, of but I guess nothing compares to New York City. That's
0: yeah. the <laughs> yeah, I and that's kind of what I wanted to ask you is how does Athens compare to like the islands or have you visited other areas in Greece? Uh,
1: I have visited some areas, um, and if you compare, it's just two completely different worlds. I mean, mm. it, people still speak Greek in both places, like <laughs> in, in Athens and outside of it um, and it's still but the people's are people are so different like in Athens people would be more I guess short-tempered mm. they're in a hurry they're annoyed There are just so many people around and and the streets are smelly and people are always you know mm. just minding their own business yeah um, when if you go outside of Athens everything is so relaxed mm. people are just people are just so much slower Like considerably slower. (laughs) Um, And uh, everything is different. The air is different. The food is different. The traditions. In a way, Athens is considered to be, if I can stretch it a little, but like the worst part of Greece.
0: (laughs) Really? Like the, like the, this, not the city, but where everything happens there, industrial maybe.
1: The good and the bad. Right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because Athens is also, I mean, it started building and becoming so big just about 50, 60 years ago. A hundred years ago, it was basically the center, which a few old buildings, the Parthenon, you know. And then there were just maybe two, three, four neighborhoods, and most of it was just like a desert. There was nothing here. And, and and sheep and goat walking around <laughs> just like this. I mean, there was nothing. Um, so culturally, in a sense, it stands a little lower, I guess, than, for example, Thessaloniki, mm-hmm. which is much older, much more traditional. Much yeah. older, I mean, in recent times, yeah. not like ancient. old. Um, but it's it's much older. It has a lot more tradition. Um, yeah. So yeah. So yeah, so Athens is is completely different. Other places also nature, mm. because Athens is is built. I mean, it's all concrete. It's literally all concrete. You have parks. You have like two main parks, three maybe. Yeah. Um, and then most of it is just many streets that are don't even have trees. Nothing. Mm. Like it's it's concrete and the cars smell horribly and <laughs> a lot of and, and things like that. Nowhere, no, nowhere else in Greece can you find that, especially Mm -hmm. not in the islands, which are like the jewels of 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 Greece, of Greece. If you're from an island, you're you're the best. You're considered to be like you're like a god.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I had no idea. So you're saying if you went to Athens and that was the only place you went to in Greece, you didn't actually go to Greece. You just went to a big city in Greece.
1: No, you could say that you went to Greece because there's still a lot to do and see in Athens. Okay. And it still represents, and it still represents the culture in a way. But it's maybe like one-tenth of everything that Greece has to offer. Wow! Yeah. Because if you go to nature mm-hmm. and and just different, you know, different places and different traditions. Because um, Greeks were under under uh, Turkish rule for four hundred years. Wow! So while not having their own their own country, um, they developed um, they developed their own traditions locally. Mm-hmm. So local traditions are are also very important. Like you go to one village and they live by their own standards, like they don't even care what's going on in Athens. Wow. For them, Athens may be, you know, like, like a, different, a, a different planet, <laughs> a completely different planet. Like, for example, just to add, to to complete the picture is that, um, for example, in Athens, when you leave the house, you have to close all windows, like even windows. The balcony is everything because Uh, there is so much theft there's so Mm. much criminal activity in the city um good neighborhoods bad neighborhoods everywhere um you can get robbed so easily really uh and i went to a vacation in the north uh in a very beautiful town very touristic but very beautiful town um and i remember we came at night to the hotel we came at like 2 a.m 2 a.m in the morning oh uh came and there was no one there so we went up the stairs and there is the bar and everything is open and there is a computer there Mm -hmm. it's all open no locks no guards no anything because just no one steals
0: Uh, yeah
1: anything like ever and it's actually it's kind of fascinating i think it's it's kind of crazy actually
0: yeah it's very interesting i i didn't know that there's a lot of crime in athens um Does it have to do with the financial situation in the country or why do you think Mm, that is?
1: I think it has a lot to do with just it being a big city, obviously. Um, It has a lot to do with the crisis also because I heard people who who have been living here all their life that they said that like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, they would leave the doors open all Mm. day long. They didn't even have to lock their doors And and that's in the city. Or even the way the architecture of how the buildings in the city were built uh, shows that prior to to difficult times, things here were very things here were very, were very different uh, criminal-wise. Because, for example, um, every every floor mm-hmm. has two apartments okay. on on one side. So, for example, I have my balcony, and then my neighbor has. As her balcony, and the fence between our balconies mm-hmm. is like a glass. She, she, I, I don't even know how to it, how to explain. Mm. It's nothing. It's yeah. nothing. She could stand on a chair and pass to my balcony. That's it. Yeah. So Today it's unthinkable. Like I have good neighbors, so I'm not afraid. But imagine if I had shady neighbors. Right. <laughs> they could just they could just come to my balcony, enter my apartment. It's it's crazy. So I think it has a lot to do with this, uh, and also and also immigrants uh, mm. because tons of people coming from all parts of the world, um, no control over anything. They're also very poor. Yeah. Um, so from this part too.
0: Yeah. Um, and on that note, you know, you've been there for almost six years. Um, Greece is, you know, it had a crisis, a financial crisis. Um, has it affected you as a student? Is, is someone that's there for school and, you know, how, how is it affecting all parts of the country?
1: I guess I could say the, the experience of, of a foreign student, especially who doesn't depend on Greek finances to, to sustain to, mm-hmm. to sustain myself, so um, the experience of a student and of a citizen are vastly different um, mm-hmm. because I don't depend on anything that happens here, actually, because my finances are my finances, and mm-hmm. I'm just a guest in a way. I live the reality, but it's not my reality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I think that the most, it affected me the strongest um, in, in, I guess, in two main things. So, it would be, it would be the strikes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's just strikes and, and protests, which happen all the time. Really? So, if, for example, you want to go to school. And the bus just stops, and it's it's forty minutes, and and everything is stuck because people are marching in the center, and it, it's not something that happens, you know, every now and then. It happens a lot. Okay. So because of the financial crisis, people are protesting all the time, and it's been like this for years now. Yeah. So they're protesting all the time, so it kind of it kind of stops life in the city at times, and it can be very difficult to move around. Mm. Um. There, so there is this, there is bureaucracy, which is crazy, because all all of the all of the systems are from the government, and yeah. the government is in crisis, and it gives absolutely no money for, you know, all the all the public services. Yeah. So it works horribly. Mm. And these institutions are extremely understaffed and. There, there are no modern ways of doing things, so you could, it, it works like in a third world country, wow. literally, like you stand in the line from 5 a.m. in the morning to get a number at 9 a.m., Whoa. and then you have to wait for another hour for them to open, and then at 1, 8, 1 p.m. you get in, for example, for the residence permit, Right. and they make mistakes and they don't know what they want it's crazy it's crazy bureaucracy is nuts like i've been waiting for my residence permit for like nine months now (gasps) i got it after nine months nothing to do with corona it's just the way they work wow so it's understaffed it works horribly no modern systems
0: do do you get your mail
1: I, I do get my mail, and especially the bills. The bills come very quickly.
0: You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course I, they do. But
1: also, and I should also mention the strikes because even the protests. Okay, fine. Like they block it for, for like forty minutes, and and it's over. Um, but the strikes are are bananas. They're they're nuts because it depends on the period. Like right now, everything is, is fine. But there were years that. For example, every Thursday, they would stop metro, all the lines of the metro, for a whole day or for, like, half a day. Mm -hmm. Do what you want. You have to go to school. You have to go to work. Oh, my God. And that's just one example. So, so yeah. For me, this was, I guess, the hardest. Yeah. I guess.
0: That sounds difficult, for sure. Is it any better? Or... Are we you know, do you see redemption or is it gonna be like this for another five years?
1: Oh, I don't know. Okay. I really I really don't know. I think it's getting sort of better. It looked like it for a while, but then corona came. Right. Um and you know, all all those all those tries to, to actually put things on their feet is just I don't think the corona helped at all. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully. I mean, I would like to things to see things here get better. Obviously, obviously because so, some views are, are just are just plain sad. Like you walk the the streets in the neighborhoods and you see a whole street that used to be just shops and it's all closed down and nothing happens there. You just see a shop yeah. an empty an empty space and it's all dusty and there's so much of it like everywhere. It's really sad
0: yeah. yeah um when we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we're gonna dive a little bit more into the lifestyle and you know what can you do for hobbies and stuff like that so we'll be right back yay Hi, welcome back and action. <laughs> um, so, Lisa, I'm really curious. You've been there for six years. How how's the dating life? You know, like what's going on?
1: It's going on, <laughs> um, but but it's not. Um, The way it happens is so different um for example from from where i grew up in yeah um because and i i felt this i felt this difference very very strongly when i got back home first year and the second year for for the summer
0: Mm -hmm.
1: because here to get for somebody to ask you out he has to know you
0: Um,
1: i mean it doesn't just happen like you know in a cafe or in those occasional interactions uh, mm. on the street or in the bus or whatever. When in Israel, I, I remember the first or the second year I went. I went back and I went to Rochel Street, which is like the center of the center of Tel Aviv. Um, everybody goes out there, you know, to have fun, to to have a good time, ice cream, pizza, whatever. <laughs> and I and I remember walking the street, and and guys just they come up literally to your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, You're pretty, wanna go out? Like things like that. It's it's crazy. Yeah. And people are you walk the street and people are looking at each other. Yeah. People are like, oh, oh you know, checking oh, maybe,
0: everybody you
1: know. out. <laughs> yeah. People just come up just come up to you and they're like, you're pretty. Wanna wanna talk? Wanna like get a cup of coffee? And, and in a completely non creepy way. Like right. it's not creepy. Just that's the way it is. Um so in Greece it, it was a little bit shocking that Guys are very mellow, to say the least. Mm. Like they're, I guess, I guess lazy. Just and, <laughs> and, and very and very reserved. Very reserved. Like they're preferred, they prefer they preferred their own people, mm. or like if they like Russians or whatever, they like the very typical Russian, like the, the the tall girl with the blonde hair and the blue eyes. So for them, that's like yeah, that's a trophy girlfriend. Oh. Um, but for the rest of it, no They prefer their own And they're very much into themselves And yeah, it's it's very different It's very different So you actually have to know the person um, To actually get something, you know, going on Or whatever
0: Very interesting Dang <laughs> That's a 180 <laughs> Do you uh, Is there like apps thing very common? Because like in the States People date online I think mostly now is the way it goes. Is that pretty popular in Greece or in Athens?
1: Um, not that I would know specifically because I don't, I don't use those things. Okay. Um, but you, you do hear words like Tinder and things like that. So oh. I think it, it, it exists everywhere. Right. Uh, okay. Where you go. I mean, maybe in a village, know, <laughs> But um, <laughs> in the city. Obviously, yeah. But I think probably not as much as in the United States because wow. Gre- Greeks are in general not so in um, the tech culture is not so so developed okay because in the united states it, it's like it's like tech culture
0: on steroids like yeah it's all invented there basically yeah so, no here not so much interesting so much. that's cool kind of <laughs> not really um <laughs> so in your free time do you like go out like what do you what's your f- day off looking like
1: so i guess of course the typical things like uh, you know going out with friends sometimes you know just go to the park um you know just mixed with nature things <laughs> like that uh these are the typical things going to a cafe going out to eat something like this um but my favorite my favorite day off was of course um, with photography oh. um, just uh, yeah um, and I started having this habit, especially here. I mean, I, I was photographing before before I came here in Israel, but it was it, it was very little. Mm-hmm. It was just you know not not so not so much. And when I came here, it became it became a real thing for me because I I basically knew no one, mm-hmm. and a lot of the free days were just me and and, and in four walls. So. It was kind of a great way to to go out and explore
0: yeah
1: um and sort of i guess in a way maybe write my own history you know like mm. i was there and i saw that and that happened then and that happened then mm-hmm. and how even the same place changes from year to year um things like that um That's and also with the camera, you're never uh with the camera you're never really alone mm-hmm. so you know, it's it's me and my camera, so <laughs> um, it it makes it easier to go out. Yeah. On your own. Yeah. Because you're not just wandering around. Right. On your, own. you're actually doing something.
0: It gives so, you a purpose. Like I'm not like you said, not just wandering around. I'm going out to take pictures to photograph. So it gives you like a mission.
1: Yeah, exactly. And from there, it it developed. I i have i think like maybe millions of pictures since i moved here not thousands but actually millions and wow i hope to start doing it professionally but it all happened here like maybe if i wouldn't if i wouldn't move and it wouldn't be so necessary to find something something to do in your free time that you can do on your own Mm -hmm. um maybe maybe I wouldn't do that so that's one good thing that came out of Very being cool. overwhelmed and, and sort of lonely in the beginning
0: and <clears> then it's just yeah
1: you also know, way, way to know people
0: right and you know it's interesting because the f- first big purchase I made in the US I bought a camera and I think it comes from wanting to you know that you're new Right. And you see things differently from someone who lived here their whole life. Mm -hmm. And you kind of want to capture that. And it's really cool. I I love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I guess in a way, in a way you could say that it's it sounds a little funny, but it's like a third eye. Yeah. Because you find you suddenly start noticing things. Yeah. And things that when you just walk around, they don't have any meaning at all suddenly they become art mm-hmm. and so and true. many times for example i can be pissed about something or just like yeah i'm done with this I'm, <laughs> I mm-hmm. don't, i don't i don't want to continue I'm, I'm i'm going away i'm sick of it uh and i look at, at pictures that i took for example um all the last year or all the years before that i suddenly see it and i'm like wow these were really happy moments Mm. And I don't even remember what I felt Mm -hmm. like uh, necessarily in those moments that I took the pictures. But just this beauty that you're capable of capturing, it kind of makes it all worth it in a way. Yes.
0: No, it's absolutely like that. I completely agree. Uh. It's one of my favorite things to do also is to just look back at at pictures that I took at different periods of my life. And it's like really almost therapeutic. I feel.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It erases. It erases. I guess I could say it erases bad memories.
0: Mm-hmm. Almost. Yeah.
1: Like Look at it, and you're like, yeah, but I'm actually having a great time here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are hard days, but but look, look at this cloud, you know, mm. and look at the rain and 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 everything. So.
0: Yeah i think also it erases a uh, judgment that you may have because you look at a picture that you took and you're like oh i you know i was there i did that mm-hmm. it's almost like an accomplishment and so you, yeah you're not judging yourself a certain way
1: and also if something is you look at something you're like oh damn it that's ugly yeah. but you take a picture, but you take a picture of it, and and suddenly it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Suddenly it's not o- it's not only ugly, but it's also a subject, right? Um, that that you think of, and and that y- you capture, and you already have. You give it your your, your own story, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, everything 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 is. Um, I guess everything is beautiful when it's interesting. And it's interesting when you have a way to look at it. Yeah. So I get the camera. a camera is, is a way to look at things,
0: so. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's so, so cool that I, we're all photographers. <laughs> <That's> yeah, exactly. <laughs> very cool. It's a way to um, journal, really, because yeah. uh, there's a story behind each photo you take. And that story, it's journalism. You know, I believe photography is evidence yeah, that that true. exists. Um, so we will have an episode about photography. Now we as have well. to. <laughs> um, but any advice for someone thinking of being an international student? Like, how is that like? Because I always dream of going to school in a foreign country, I don't know anybody. <laughs> Thing, <laughs> I don't know why, but do you have any advice from your point of view?
1: Um, I guess, I guess the first thing I would say is don't be afraid, because it always seems very scary when you're far away from it, but once you're in, well, first of all, you have no choice, so <laughs> so you, you just. You just do things because you have to. Stress can 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 do incredible things to a person. I mean, yeah. Um, you're just there. You're in it. So so you do things, and also you figure things out on the way. Because even for me, for example, before every exam, I'm still always thinking, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Before every exam, for well, like the. Ten years, so it's it's always the same. Like, I don't know how I'm gonna do this. No, I'm not gonna do this. It's not gonna happen. Mm. And then I'm like, yeah, but I have no choice. So I dive in, and and suddenly it structures itself. It just it just structures itself, and you just you just have to be present and and, and do it, I guess. And so so as far as it goes for studies and moving abroad, don't be afraid of of different places, of different cultures, of um, of starting your life from scratch because. There is nothing better to have for learning about who you are mm-hmm. than moving to a completely <laughs> different place. Um, because when you, when you're rooted in in your in your family, in your country, in your city, in your, all the friends, you don't you can sometimes you can't even tell yourself apart from 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 what's surrounding you.
0: Yeah.
1: And suddenly, when you're thrown thrown somewhere far away you're like oh so that's me you know so 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 that's who i am and 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 that and also another thing which i think is is very important and which i didn't have the opportunity to to do is um be prepared Mm -hmm. i was not prepared (laughs) um uh, try to learn the language at least a little bit beforehand if, if, if you can um, try to know the culture like the music, the literature, something because when you come it's so overwhelming you don't have time for culture you just don't so you kind of close in yourself, you're closing in yourself and you're like, yeah, I don't need that. I'm just going to listen to my music and, and read my books and I don't care about this culture because it's difficult and it's overwhelming and it's, it's strange to me. You're basically, you're so you're so overwhelmed with, with just everything that happens, especially when you have to, you know, um, errands, papers. Uh, furniture, uh, bills, building life from scratch—it's it, incredibly hard to to give your heart to to try to know the people and their culture. Yeah. So I, I would recommend just trying to know some of those things beforehand, yeah. so so you don't become, I guess, resentful maybe in a way, because then you just come and for you the country is uh, the the office where they where they give you or don't give you the papers and the supermarket and. And it's that too, but it's so much more than this. Right. Um, be prepared and don't be afraid.
0: Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we definitely don't prepare when we move places. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, do you have a favorite food? A Greek food. Yes. I'm a vegetarian, so a lot of a lot of of the Greek food I. I actually never tasted really like all
1: the many of the you know like the famous kebab, um, souvlaki, and um, moussaka, which is another very famous Greek dish. Um, so I never tasted that. But I guess my favorite is pretty it's pretty banal. I guess it's just Greek salad and fried fried fried, fried, fried potatoes, fried, fried chips, fried fried potato. fried, pota- fried potatoes. <laughs> um, How do we say it correctly, actually? Uh,
0: French fries.
1: French fries, exactly. But they're Greek fries. So (laughs) (laughs) so let's call them Greek fries. Um, Greek salad and Greek fries. And also on that note, I think it's it's a great country for people who are vegetarian or or vegan because there is year-round, there is just so much um, fresh food. There are just so many fresh fruit and vegetables. And I think that the most for me, the most special feature, um, as far as it goes for Greek food, is the fact that, um, every week there is a farmer's market opening right under your house. Wow, so in a, the neighborhood, there is a farmer's market one day a week, and the farmers them, themselves bring their food and vegetables, you know, their food. Um, so you, you, you can buy it fresh from the farmer, and That's you don't have food. to go somewhere for it, just right under your house. Wow. So, I guess my favorite feature is actually. Is actually the fact that there's just so much of it, and it's and it's fresh. Like in the winter, you have oranges and lemons, in 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 such quantities that it, it becomes insanely cheap. Mm. Um, and the quality is so good. I mean, the oranges and the lemons—they're so juicy in the winter and stuff. Mm. And right now in, and right now in, in summer, so we have the Greek grapes, oh. which are amazing. They're amazing. Oh
0: my um, God. And there are
1: figs and
0: so much oh fresh figs oh so good
1: yeah
0: (laughs) wow damn i love it Mm. the mediterranean products (laughs) it's really special i don't know yeah
1: it's pretty awesome it is pretty awesome so even if you don't taste any specific greek dish greek dish you're happy to just have all this abundance around you so kind of cool
0: very cool lisa thank you so much on the note of abundance do you have anything to add <laughs>
1: um come to greece, Visit greece. yeah <laughs>
0: i mean you're selling it i've been vlad and i went to rhodes um which was very fun but i feel like athens has a lot of like culture and subculture from what you've told me also like on our personal conversations like the street art and then like you touched a little bit about nightlife and a restaurant scene um, so it sounds like there's a lot to do if like for young people especially if you're artistic or just like to explore is there anything you wanted to add on that like just for a uh, absolutely. Or?
1: There is there is something for everyone. That that's what I think is is so special. Like if you like nightlife, there's that. If you like just street food and you come solely for that, so there's tons of that. Um, as, of course, history and for people who are Christians, mm-hmm. um, who are interested in Christian culture, there's so much of that. Um, and it, it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting and obviously obviously for people who are just interested you know in chilling and having a good time somewhere in some remote place you know just blue waters and then green mountains yeah so there there is that there is something for everyone and there's always something to do here and in Athens and out of Athens
0: yeah very cool it's very I mean I definitely want to come um and thank you for telling us about your journey i think you're so brave and just a remarkable person because you've done so much and doing all this on your own is not easy like um just i'm just uh i applaud to you for how how much you've achieved how far you've come and you're just it's so fun for me to talk to you because like i'm married to your older brother so like i almost see you like a like a younger sister you know so for me I yeah. feel almost like proud like look at Lisa, you know like I feel like a sense of pride of like how what a woman you've become <laughs> because also yeah in these six years we've been apart you were in Athens we were in the states and it's just so nice to it's so nice to see how far you come, how many things you've learned, how many, how much you've evolved as a person, and I, I just love you.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Likewise, you were actually both of you were actually a great source of inspiration for me too because I think we moved at the same year.
0: Yeah, yeah. we moved, moved, in moved in August, uh, fourteen. Yeah.
1: And I left in November.
0: Right.
1: So so I was always thinking, oh, but Jackie and Jasmine
0: they
1: did that, so I can do it too. Oh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so
0: That's so yeah. sweet. Right back at you. You're you're a great inspiration for me and um, yeah, just thank you. Uh, this particular conversation has greatly affected me. Mm. And I just really, really appreciate it's sometimes hard to tell your story, um, but you tell it so well, and really, really thank you for being a supporter of chutzpah time, but also yeah. just being part of it. It's it's really what it is. It's about our community and building community, and it's beautiful. And I'm gonna go to, the, to Greece for sure now. No, we're coming. <laughs> the minute we can, like, I wanna see it. I wanna yeah. see the streets and the people and it just... The museums. Yeah, the museums. The street food. If there is one thing that I miss in the US is street food. Yes, it exists in in New York, but it's not the same. Europe, um, it's just a whole culture. It's different, And street food really runs people's lives, you know? It's like, it's in your everyday life, so. Uh, so no, the
1: amazing thing here is that you can get you can get very good food for relatively cheap prices. Right. Like you can get a pita with fries and, and kebab and vegetables for like two and a half euros.
0: Oh, my wow, God. Wow, wow, wow. You're making my <laughs> it, stomach it, rumble. It is, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Instagram at Gutspa underscore time. That's CHUT. Z-P-A-H underscore time where we post updates and reminders so you don't miss any of our episodes or shenanigans we also are on Facebook and YouTube at Chutzpah Time Podcast and on Twitter, Chutzpah Time thank you again and goodbye